Hello and welcome to the Experience Lounge podcast. I'm Sasha. I'm Laura. And we're here to talk all things employee experience, experience design, future of work and digital HR. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to episode six, season three of the Experience Lounge podcast. Today we've got a really exciting episode where we're joined by Raw Bovin of um, Living Room Analytics and we're going to be talking a lot about workplace analytics and how you can use that to um, to measure your employee experience. But before we get into the topic, Sasha, how have you been? I am doing good. It is Monday evening now for me, which is great. So I have survived Monday, had a pretty chilled, lazy weekend, which was great, doing my bit for society to reduce the transmission risk, which, you know, I'm just an everyday hero, just an everyday hero. You know, I don't want thanks or praise, but, you know, um, so yeah, that justifies my lazy weekend doing not a lot, but watching a lot of trash TV, which was great. Um, And yeah, that's about it, really. What about you, Laura? I had a lovely weekend with family. So my niece was visiting and my little boy absolutely loves loves his cousin. So that was nice um, sort of watching them play together. We went to the beach, which obviously is not the same as um, beaches in Singapore mm, in terms of the nice. weather. Um, but it was actually a really lovely weekend. So bright and sunny. So one of those kind of crisp winter mm. weekends. So very nice um, overall. And it was just nice to sort of to catch up and and spend time with family really so it was yeah. enjoyable and feel feel nice and rested today on a Monday morning which is now very nice very typical of me to talk about the weather but it's now drizzly and rainy so it's very short-lived as it always of is. Course it is of course it is but that exactly. sounds very wholesome very wholesome yes. indeed Yes, it was good. So on to the onto the topic today then. Um we're the episode that we've got is around measuring employee experience with Raw Bovin, who is the co-founder and CEO of Living Room Analytics, based on his PhD and extensive research within organization behavior and social psychology. He's developed the Bovin model, which is a unique model for measuring and improving employee experience. And leveraging the model, Living Room Analytics delivers a data-driven and innovative EX management platform that helps companies transform their employee experiences and foster a culture of belonging where employees feel included, inspired and involved. Besides heading up Living Room Analytics, Raw teaches leadership and organisation behaviour at the Copenhagen Business School. In the past, he has served as a visiting scholar at the Fisher College of Business at the Ohio State University, and he's worked as a management consultant for 15 plus years, advising large companies in the Nordics. So, um, really great episode, wasn't it, Sasha? We um, we really enjoyed it. So, uh, So, let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Experience Lounge podcast. I am so excited today Laura and I are joined by the amazing Raw Bovem and we are going to be talking about everything and anything employee experience measurement. So we're super excited to have him on the podcast. I'm not going to go into a, a massive intro. I want him to tell us everything we need to know about him. So Raw, over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a bit about you, a little bit about Living Room Analytics and then we'll go from there. Well, f- first, thank you for having me. So that's a, that's an honor being at your show and like all this uh, this great episodes you have on on EX. That's that's really amazing what you're doing there. So uh, I want to just uh, give a, a quick introduction introduction of myself. I'm actually born in Norway, and but now I'm living here with my family in Denmark, and uh, I, I'm. Uh, 
have kind of like two tracks in, in my professional life. So the first thing is uh, I was working as a, a management consulting for around like 15, uh, 18 years, uh, working with a lot of uh, the, the biggest uh, Nordic com- uh, companies, uh, companies in the Nordics and uh, like Statoil, Equinor is like a Norwegian big company and, and others. So that was interesting. But I've also uh, been doing a lot of research. So uh, started long back and did my PhD uh, and and uh, um, studied, uh, um, yeah, uh, organizational behavior. Uh, also, actually, a combi- combination of organizational behavior and social psychology. Uh, and then I'm, uh, I've been... Um, uh, interning or uh, visiting scholar in the Fisher uh, School of Business in Ohio State University for a couple of years, teaching at the Copenhagen Business School for, I think, 12 years now. Um, so that was very quickly about my professional things. And beside that, I have my Danish family, um, a kid uh, like uh, I'm three years old, like uh, another one, eight years old, and then the oldest uh, uh, daughter, 11 years old. So I love my family and staying with them. But also, um, yeah, when I have time, I, I'm very interested in all kinds of science, especially like space science. So I love space science and I, I definitely, uh, yeah, love everything new that's happening there and, uh, and also skiing. So, wow. you know, Denmark is very flat and it's not as, as cold as Norway. So we actually yeah. have, we don't have so much snow here, but when I get to go to Norway to do cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, that's like, that's a passion for sure. Wow. Awesome. So the family stuff, that's your full-time job, right? That's your, that's all, always on. This is the part-time thing, right? So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Well, incredibly impressive background and love the passion for science. And that does not surprise me at all, given your background and your research focus as well. So no surprises here. Um, Now, you've alluded to your history and your experience in in the academia space. So why don't you tell us um, where did your passion for employee experience begin? Like, how did that lead you to where you are today with Living Room Analytics? Well, um, I think I've always been interested in, in people and communities. So actually it was back in uh, in 2000 when I started uh, my bachelor thesis where, where I got a chance to work with a company, insurance company, and, and they asked me to look at uh, identity. There was like a, a set of questions they wanted to, to explore. So then I actually got into that, uh, like trying to explore employees' identity, and, and especially in my PhD from 2003 and, and forward. You know, I didn't know I was studying employee experience, but actually that was what we we're doing. So I did a lot of qualitative studies of, of employees. I did like 160 interviews. Like it took me, I mean, forever, seven years, but I was out on the old oil platform in Norway and, and studying drillers, for example, on the on the drilling floor. And I mean, they were standing out there in all kinds of uh, weather. It was dangerous work. It could fall things from the, the drilling tower and trying to like uh, make sense of what they were doing. Um, so, so that was very interesting, studying like different types of works, like the drillers and the drilling towers. I was up in the helicopter, <laughs> interviewing them, participating actually. And then like researchers, some of the smartest people in Norway. Uh, that was also part of the, the study and engineers. So 
very different types of work and how they actually form their identity uh, around the work itself, like what they were doing. That's really important, the, the thing they wear uh, and, and so on, but also uh, connected to their unit, like the small group of people that they work together with. So that was actually, I didn't know it, but I was studying employee perspective, employee experience. And uh, I thought like all this research, I've wrapped it up. I have like 500, 400 people, uh, pages <laughs> like book where <laughs> did that. That's like an old, old way of doing the PhD. But, and then I uh, came to Denmark and I thought like I could inspire a lot of companies by, with this research and tell them how can you create like, yeah, employee experience, like belonging mm-hmm. identity for, for employees. And I, uh, traveling around with Ernst uh, Young for a couple of years. And every every company, big company said, wow, this is great. We really want to invest in this thing. Uh, but when it comes to like money and time, I found out that's <laughs> that's that's another story, right? Hmm. So actually, yeah. that was the leading to starting Living on Analytics because I, uh, I actually understood that if you really want to have uh, a companies working with this, First, like you need to work with HR, but like uh, they're coming to the top in the organization now. And mm. that's all, everything goes through them. And second, you need like a software, a tool, HR, like a tool that then they can implement. Uh, so actually that was uh, what we were doing, trying to like put all this research and experience into like a tool. It doesn't do anything, uh, everything. You, you had to supply with things like your company is doing, but... But I think it's uh, that, that was the idea, putting research into a tool that can actually identify all these challenges and come up with some actions. So that was kind of like the, the long journey for me into employee experience. Oh, wow. I don't think I'm ever going to complain about conducting lots of employee interviews ever again. No. That sounds like quite no, right? <laughs> And if someone told me to go on site with drillers, I think I'd be like, do you know what? It's a no from me. Um, But I do know a guy. I know a guy that would do it for you. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, Laura, over to you. That's cool. Um, so, you, so you alluded a little bit um, in terms of how living room analytics sort of came to be but for our ex leaders listening can you tell us a little bit more about living room analytics what kind of insights can we expect and we'd love to hear about the um the heat map as well that would be great sure sure well thanks for the question it's uh yeah i mean uh i think it likes it's a it's a it's a um Continuing on what I just talked about, so so when I started Living Room Analytics, uh, we actually wanted to do th- two things. So the first is to create the best technology, the modern technology available. Uh, like I think Einstein said once, you can't solve today's problems with with yesterday's solutions. You need kind of like yeah. new, uh, like an updated technology that integrates with the HR system. Is like. It's not like just one model. You can actually like it's very flexible technology that can can create whatever dashboard you want. You can create like measure whatever you want. So that's the first thing. The second thing we wanted to do is actually create a tool that actually uh, makes a real difference out there, because I saw there there are so many tools out there, uh, but but employees are still striving. They're still not feeling heard, uh, right? So, so we wanted to create the tool that has much deeper insights than, than what is available so far. Mm. So that was actually what led me up to, uh, and actually just one statistics that we found that only 
27 percentage says that HR tech is actually changing behavior. So when you talk to the uh, CEOs on the top level, they'll say, we have like this tool, engagement tool, it's great. But actually employees say that it's only 27% that feel it's changing. So then I actually started with creating a, a big model, employee experience, and we call it the Bowie model. Basically, um, uh, summarizing all of research, everything is 1,700 factors that goes into creating a great employee experience. So everything from, from how you sit in your chair so like what, what, uh, what's the lights, uh, lightning? Uh, it's communications between departments. Your manager, your CEO, is sexual harassment, violence, is feeling of uh, appreciation uh, and, and, and much more. Uh, so like that's like that. Um, I think that that's great because we have this like understanding of, of what is the, uh, the, the good experience for an employee, right? So, so this model, and we actually do it very visual. So we draw, uh, have have it in a radial heat map. So you can actually uh, dig down and and zoom down to these these levels. So, so that's the one thing, and it's basically based on on three things. So in the very top level, I'm not going to talk about all the seven hundred things, seventeen hundred things, but top level, just three things. Three things, summarizing research, saying what do you do, uh, what do you need to create a, a great employee experience? First is in, first thing uh, is that people feel included. So uh, no matter where you come from, uh, what background you have, diversity, you say good morning to each other in the morning. You feel like welcoming. So a company needs to create this welcoming culture. Extremely important and not as simple as it uh, sometimes uh People think of this. The second thing is inspired. So people are inspired by by more than like earning money, especially millennials today. They say, like, I, I want to create a, a real difference to society, right? I want to contribute to sustainability, to being green, to society, to, to peace, democracy, whatever. So that's yeah. like the second thing that companies need to focus on. And the third thing is involved. So that employees really feel involved in tasks and get trust and autonomy. And uh, Novo Nordisk, like a Danish company, big uh, company, uh, health company, medical company, they're really good at, at creating that, that trust with their employees. Um, so we have a number of case stories here. But, so that's like the Bowie Mall. It drills down from those three top, down, uh, top values to, to like very detailed things. And then we combine that what we call the drill down service. See, think about like normally for the last hundred years, uh, the, the way we have done service is exactly the same. We have like 20 or 60 questions, if it's really boring, that yeah. we ask employees about everything from the here to their toes, right? Think about going to the doctor and he starts asking you like, how's your feet today? Sorry, I'm like, it hurts up here. Right, mm -hmm. it, it's so boring. That's the, that's the number one problem. And when when engagement surveys came back in 2020 and, and 15, it's just got more boring because it, you get questions every week now, not only like once a year, but it's the same questions. So what we actually could do with this Bowie mall, we could actually make like a drill down survey that says, okay, you're not. Uh, so it's more like a qualitative 
like interview. So me sitting down with, like we just talked with a, a company with 100,000 employees, right? You can't do that with qualitative interviews, but you can actually use the survey and say, okay, so basically, are you feeling uh, inspired today? And if the, he's saying no, well, what's the reasons? Why is it growth? Is it it's a growth uh, possibilities? Is it leadership and, and so on? Mm-hmm. And then we drill down and find out the real problem is that he lacks career opportunities, right? So, so that's like the, the beauty of this thing, combining the model. Without that, we couldn't do it. And the drill down service. So within five minutes, we actually, we don't need to do this seven years PhD. We actually know what's, uh, what, uh, what is the, uh, the great things for the employee, but also what is his challenge or her challenges at work. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so like what, so, so basically, uh, what the company can expect from living analytics is like getting this like very like quick, uh, not bothering the employee, but depths or in depth uh, uh, understanding of what is the challenges. Um, so that's the baseline, and on top of that, of course, we we can study like employee journeys from onboarding to recruiting and so on, and we have like a lot of other data you can add. But the baseline is this like in-depth intelligence survey Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. actually is 18 times deeper than any other tool we we know of. That sounds fascinating. And I also think, Laura, we talk about this quite a lot on the podcast, just in terms of employee experience design. You know, so often we use the survey as a diagnostic tool. And then Mm. we start to drill into trends within that mammoth survey that you say it really is from kind of head to toe. And then we pause and then go out and look at the specific areas. And I think what you're talking about and with living room analytics is kind of it's speeding that process up and getting straight to the issue rather than mm. kind of going away, looking at it and then having to do sub surveys, you know, and designing those surveys potentially based on the initial research. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's, uh, yeah. So you can see it's, it's speeding up the, the data gathering process, which is like, can take, take mm. a long time but, and can definitely be combined with qualitative interviews and, and, understanding that's that's always like a, a good thing uh, mm. but but it's, it's definitely uh, helping companies collect all this data in a manner that doesn't like bother the employee too much yeah I love what you were saying as well around um, the drill down options like I think that would be really valuable to organizations alongside um, the heat map that you were talking about and like you say Sasha it's kind of a different way a little bit of thinking about how you how you survey, maybe to even what we've right. talked about in in the past. So I guess um, building a little bit on that, um, what would you see as some of the common mistakes that organisations make when they approach EX measurement and analytics? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Uh, I mean, uh, um, I think the the one of the first thing that hits me is that that uh, really understanding the importance of data. So when we're talking to, to companies, they, they say, oh, we have this like uh, employee engagement survey. You know, we have like 10 questions. We have 15 questions mm-hmm. once a year. Yeah. Great. Like 
if I like went to my wife <laughs> and said like I have 15 questions for you New Year uh, right uh, Eve and I said like I have 15 questions one to five like how's the last year been right do you think that she really feel like understood and uh, really like what's going on between that year I mean yeah. if that's listening to him, please, uh, like, I mean I doubt it's like, it. <laughs> you know, you, right yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, so I think that that first thing is really uh, that they really want to listen. Of course, that's the very first thing, and then understanding that they they need more data, uh, and data is valuable. Uh, it's not that like I heard like one guy like that was like five years ago went to uh, a, a a big company in Denmark. They had fifteen thousand people, and the HR top global HR manager he said like we talked about included, inspired, involved. He said like. Well, I think like my employees feel very included because I talked with one guy in the elevator the other day and he said, I feel very welcome when I come to the company, right? So like really understanding the importance of data and that you need more data. You always need more data as long as you're not bothering employees or monitoring them in the wrong way and it's private and so on. So it's a purpose is good. That's the first thing. And the second thing I think can come up with that's not it's very it's similar but not really understanding employee experience so what is employee experience all about i think they can maybe wrap it into another tool they have they can use the same methods Mm -hmm. so basically understanding that employee experience has to do with a holistic understanding the employees in a holistic manner so really understanding the perspective taking that perspective and and all these like methods in, in design thinking. So really grasping that. I mean, if you just jump into, we'll create a great employee experience and we have this, this small mobile app we just implemented. Oh, great, now we got it, right? It's much more yeah. to it. So I think before jumping into this, take the time to really understand what is this concept all about. So we're not ending up with like actually employee engagement, which kind of ended up a little bit. This is like a nice to have tool. And there is like for branding, they use it, not really for understanding employee experience. So I think that's the two first things. And the third thing might be uh, focusing only on IT, right? So it's like a, 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 a big focus out there is, of course, digitalization. And that's important, very important with Microsoft Teams working remotely and so on. So when talking to companies, they say, well, we are creating a great uh, consumer experience with this IT tool, right? We have Microsoft Teams. Well, great, right? That's a good first step. But it's what I called like small E. Mm. Uh, a big E is actually taking the whole experience, understanding the whole experience, right? It can like actually it wasn't be what you experienced when, when COVID-19 hit that we, we had one um, uh, one, uh, one particular company we, we run a survey in, and they had big problems with conflicts. That was before they started working on Teams remotely. But you know, the conflicts didn't go away. They're mm-hmm. still very much present there in, in COVID-19. So, so the, the deeper issues that you really, it's not just like a brush up your IT tools. That won't do it. It's part of it, but it's not the whole thing. And finally, I will say, um, you know, like some of the biggest companies we have uh, working with have uh, actually uh, taken uh, customer experience managers and put them in employee experience roles. Mm. 
right? And that's like good thinking because they know all this design thinking, they know the journeys, they know how to work with data and so on. uh, so I think that's great, but they're lacking a little bit understanding of what what the employee experience is all about, uh, because it's very different from customer experience. You mm-hmm. know, come into a, a shop, you buy something, go out, you don't feel the same type of belonging and, and mm-hmm. connectedness with with the company community. So I think combining that uh, consumer uh, experience things with HR, I mean that's really. Uh, important it's it's a little bit difficult because hr are not so open to innovations and so on so they need to be more agile but but that combination would would be great mm. I, so that, I love that, yeah i love what you said around the difference between cx and and ex or like, you know that customer experience concept because you're you're right the customer experience is almost more transactional in a way than uh, the employee experience being far more emotive. And, you know, right. you, you also talk to um, the complexity of the experience ecosystem for employees. It's made up of everything. And I and I think I hear you loud and clear, and I was cheering for you, obviously, without my yeah. animated cheer, because you were, you're talking about the focus on IT. I see a lot of this as a focus on HR service. So when I talk mm-hmm. to businesses about employee experience, yeah, we get into a conversation about our HR service delivery platform. And I'm having to say, it is so much more than that. Like getting mm-hmm. service is one element and is it frictionless and are we enabling our people is one facet of the employee mm-hmm. experience, right? W- would you agree, Raw? Sure, sure, definitely. So so it's the whole spectrum, it's the holistic thinking. Uh, no, I, I was going to say um, the bit where you were where you were sort of talking end to end. I think, in my experience, that's sort of where the the education piece is. That I think often you'll hear um, organisations talk about employee experience, particularly in the context, like you say, of HR processes or things that like HR would traditionally have accountability for. Um, but I think the real sweet spot is you being able to think more holistically across whether it's property, um, technology, HR, any anyone that exactly. delivers um, experience into the business. It's that sort of end-to-end piece. Um, but I, but I, sort of, I think that sometimes gets lost um, in, in discussions around employee experience. Right. And it's like thinking, bringing facilities in, bringing all this, those like different IT yeah. and HR and, and kind of connecting that. That's uh, that's often the, the issue and the problem. And, you know, sometimes they have the different service. So like facilities have like yeah. a, a huge company doing service on facilities. HR has their like engagement survey. IT has their IT experience survey. And it's going to be a lot of surveys. So I think like yeah. that's that's also why we need this holistic thinking, bringing things together. I mean, for the employee perspective or understanding, they don't want like answering fifty surveys. They want like one little survey, and then we can like touch upon uh, other data, right? And, and we can send the tasks out to facilities in different places. But 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 uh, you should think about uh, the employee also when you you do measuring, right? Mm, yeah definitely. agree and I no, think but- that's the piece too about um trying to so if we were sort of thinking what could EX, EX practitioners take away from this I think it's also mm-hmm. even something really simple as if you are surveying 
um, colleagues across different departments that actually you try and, as, as we were talking about, try and align that survey and, and sort of those measures and those questions because um, that would be a, a really easy kind of tangible quick win, I think, as well, if people are sort of thinking, right. what are some things I can I can take away? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That's great. And so that leads me on nicely. That was a great segue, Laura. Brilliant. And apologies, <laughs> by the way, if you could hear my tiny yappy dog um, just in the, the background. There. A little bit. Background. He was so he was, he so was excited about what you were saying. Oh, yeah, exactly. he was just like, yes, Laura. <laughs> um, yes. So just kind of looking at uh, advice for EX practitioners, right? And so we have a lot of people that are relatively new to employee experience listening to the podcast. And so in your opinion, what are the top three to five measures or indicators of employee experience for newbies to employee experience measurement? Well, uh, you're giving me a little bit hard time there because it's like, I think that one of the challenges that we just talked about is this holistic thinking. So so it's like, that's that's hard to do with, with three things, but... I will say that if you want to start a place, don't start with like uh, measuring emails and calendar data, right? Behavioral data, or uh, you need to to create like a baseline. So a baseline uh, for employee experience, and and I think like uh, so services, of course, uh, surveys have have a lot of problems, but are still the best tool we have for for uh, getting into the heads of employees. Well, besides uh, qualitative like interviews, though that's that's it better. But but besides that, I will say like a as a small survey uh, measuring first, of course, the the uh, the total overall employee experience. That's that's important, but also getting to some of the drivers. So it'd be like if you have five, then there's like four drivers and one overall question. But it's is definitely the belonging is very important. So in we did some AI. We have an MIT student actually working for us uh, and doing some MI and uh, AI. And and what he actually found out uh, from all, all our data from all our customers is that uh, sense of belonging is the number one important factor uh, for employee experience. It's also um, purpose. That was very high. So purpose. Um, Belonging and and uh, task satisfaction is also really important. So that that would be like the top drivers of employee experience. Uh, if you just want to show those those things, uh, so 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 that will be the first thing, uh, creating that like baseline, uh, and then of course uh, then I will like tap into the journeys and start working with onboarding journey, for example, maybe just one journey at the start. Working with onboarding and maybe having like a small pulse survey there, running every second week or something like that, uh, digging into uh, to that. Of course, that that will be the start, and then you can add like a, a lot of other data. You can add the Bowman survey and other things. Well, um, yeah. Awesome. So nice little plug at the end there. I really liked that. <laughs> Glad we got that in. So right, certainly right. have a look at living room analytics. Um, right. I, I think that's great, and lots of. I, I actually think this entire episode has been full of lots of interesting perspectives for newbies anyway. So I, I think you're right. It's challenging to say what are the kind of two or three to get started because it is right. just such a com- complex measurement. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. last question for you. If you hadn't have been in this space, so focusing on employee experience or HR topics, 
what do you think you would be doing and why? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Like, it's so many interesting things I could do. I could be a scientist <laughs> or other things. But full-time researcher, that would be the first thing, I think, if I, if I didn't do this. But otherwise, you know, I'm really, I've been uh, serving as a uh, volunteer for like, I, I think like uh, 30, 40 years now. So I, I, I definitely like helping people. So, I mean, it probably will be some voluntary organization helping homeless or uh, also teenagers. You know, it's growing up in this world is so hard, so difficult. Like my daughter, no, I mean, I'm glad she doesn't listen to the podcast. She's uh, she's worried about the, the war, right? Is this the third world war and what's happening, right? So like mentoring young people uh, and, and and trying to create some values in them and and I mean, I would love to do that full time, mm. actually. So I think, uh, yeah, it, it will definitely be be helping in, in some way and, and probably in the volunteer organization. So, wow. yeah. That's a very nice response. Love I was that. half expecting professional skier, like Olympian. Yeah, yeah That's from what, what you said earlier. Right. You were gonna go for. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but no, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Raw, for joining us on the podcast. Um, I am so happy to be connected with you and so glad that we could get you on the podcast I think the work you're doing is so important and it's only going to grow in importance I certainly know that in a previous episode we did on our predictions for this year we said employee experience measurement is going to be at the forefront of everything we do this year and so I just think your your platform we will link it for everybody to access in the show notes and in the um, video description so certainly go and check it out and Raw, are you happy for people to reach out to you on LinkedIn if they want to connect and learn more? For sure. And, and uh, you know, uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. With, thank uh, you. I mean, you're so uh, so smart. You have so much knowledge in this area. So it's it's great to be on your, your show here. Oh, thank you very much. Thank well, you it's so great much. to have you in the lounge. Awesome. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, Raw. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Take care.